0: Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shipley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based on the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year, primarily the first pairing, which always includes a Gospel reading as the second lesson. The second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of the same psalm within this series. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the texts of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer are derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible, of 1539 and not the King James Version. This is because, by the time the King James Version was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the English people who had heard it read in services for over 70 years, that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter, but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture. Listeners to this series of podcasts should keep in mind the difference in numbering between St. Jerome's Vulgate Bible and the version used since the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. In the Vulgate, Psalm eight and Psalm nine are a single psalm, which has the effect of making all the psalms from ten to one fifty off by one number. For example, Psalm one o four in today's reading from the Book of Common Prayer is Psalm one o three in the Vulgate version. Coverdale provided a helpful transition between the two systems by including each psalm's opening words in Latin, which a practice which is still used in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. For more on Trinity Season, the longest season on the Anglican Church calendar, watch the AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, the Teaching Season, which includes the season's history and its place on the Church calendar, including all the many possibilities for the lengthening and shortening of the season based upon the movable dates of Easter, Easter, and First Sunday in Advent. That series is presented in nine episodes, each of which is linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The psalm appointed for 13th Sunday after Trinity is Psalm 104, a long 36-verse psalm attributed to King David. Its opening words in Vulgate Latin are benedis anima mea. Praise the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, thou art become exceeding glorious. Thou art clothed with majesty and honor. Thou deckest thyself with light as if it were with a garment. And spreadest out the heaven like a curtain. Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters. And maketh the clouds his chariot, and walketh upon the wings of the wind. He maketh his angels winds, and his ministers a flaming fire. He laid the foundations of the earth that it never should move at any time. There covered it with the deep, like as with a garment. The waters stand above the hills. At thy rebuke they flee, and at the voice of Thy thunder they haste away. They go up as high as the hills and down to the valleys beneath, even into the place which thou hast appointed for them. Thou hast set them their bounds which they shall not pass, neither turn again to cover the earth. He sendeth the springs into the rivers which run among the hills. All beasts of the field drink thereof and the wild asses quench their thirst. Beside them shall the fowls of the air have their habitation, and sing among the branches. He watereth the hills from above, the earth is filled with the fruit of thy works. He bringeth forth grass for the cattle, and green herb for the service of men, that he may bring food out of the earth, and wine that maketh glad the heart of man and oil to make him a cheerful countenance, and bread to strengthen a man's heart. The trees of the Lord also are full of sap, even the cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted. Wherein the birds make their nests, and the fir trees are a dwelling for the stork, the high hills are a refuge for the wild goats, and so are the stony rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for certain seasons, and the sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness, that it may be night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do move. The lions, roaring after their prey, do seek their meat from God. The sun ariseth, and they get them away together, and lay them down in their dens. Man goeth forth to his work and to his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all, and the earth is full of thy riches. So is the great and wide sea also, wherein are, wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There go the ships, there also is that Leviathan, whom thou hast made to take his pastime therein. These Wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them meat in due season. When thou givest it them, they gather it, and when thou openest thy hand, they are filled with good. When thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. When thou takest away their breath, they die, and are turned again to their dust. When thou lettest thy breath go forth, They shall be made, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. The glorious majesty of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. The earth shall tremble at the look of him. If he do but touch the hills, they shall smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God while I have my being. And so shall my words please him, my joy shall be in the Lord. As for sinners, they shall be consumed out of the earth, and the ungodly shall come to an end. Praise thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Like Psalm 103, Psalm 104 opens and closes with the soul's blessing of the Lord. In Psalm 104, the psalmist describes the bounty of God's creation using the vocabulary of the Genesis account, which has been read several times as the first lesson during Trinity season. The Christian interpretation, consistent with that of the Jews, is that the creator—it it is the creator who should be worshipped and not the creation as the pagans, both ancient and modern, do. Verse 5 is another reminder that earth is God's creation and that it is immovable except at his command. That same understanding is also found in Psalms 18, verse 6, 82, verse 5, 89, verse 12, 102, verse 25, and again in 119, verse 90. In Psalm 104, the psalmist again evokes imagery from Psalm 1, known as the 2 Ways psalm, in which mankind is divided into two classes, the godly or righteous, and the ungodly or unrighteous or wicked. Their ultimate fate is described in verse 35, as for sinners, they shall be consumed out of the earth and the ungodly shall come to an end. From a Christian perspective, verses 30 and 31 are suggestive of the benefits of the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost to renew a tired earth, which is described in Acts 2. The descent of the Spirit is discussed and illustrated with art from the 5th to the 19th century in the AIC bookstore publication The Acts of the Apostle annotated and illustrated one of the five books in our New Testament series. One of the most famous hymns in the Western religious tradition based upon this psalm is Robert Grant's O Worship the King, O Glorious Above composed in 1833. It is hymn 288 in the St. Chrysostom hymnal. The first lesson for 13th Sunday after Trinity is Ecclesiasticus 17 1 to 15, another reading from the Old Testament wisdom writings of Jesus Ben Sirach. Ecclesiasticus is one of the non-canonical books also known as the Old Testament Apocrypha. It's also called the Second Canon. Since they are considered suitable for teaching but not as a source for doctrine. They are read as first lessons only in Trinity Tide, which is the church's teaching season. The second lesson is Mark 3, verses 20 to 21 and verses 31 to 35, Mark's account of the skepticism about Jesus from his extended family, commonly called the brothers of the Lord. The lesson from Mark is discussed and illustrated in our book, The Gospel of Mark, Annotated and Illustrated. The closing prayer is the Collect for 13th Sunday after Trinity, another 1549 Book of Common Prayer Collect by Archbishop Cranber, based upon the Gelasian Sacramentary, as modified in the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. The word, quote, laudable, unquote, in the preamble, comes from the Latin verb laud, which means to praise, and here means to be worthy of praise. Almighty and merciful God, of whose only gift it cometh that thy faithful people do unto thee true and laudable service, grant we beseech thee that we may so faithfully serve thee in this life that we fail not finally to attain thy heavenly promise through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.